That is what I want to help you with in today's episode is to help you change your perspective so that imposter syndrome doesn't have such an ironclad grip on your psyche. When you see yourself as capable and competent and you see that you have value to bring, it is that confidence that helps you execute better. You need to let go of the desire to have super well-rounded expertise and instead you need to cultivate the courage and the belief that you can deliver things and get things across the finish line with the exact level of expertise you have. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik. And my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Jess. I'm the host and creator of the Art of Speaking Up podcast, and I am also a coach for women who work in a corporate or nine to five role. And I am here to help you find your voice and build confidence and really create a career that you feel super proud of and that brings you lots of fulfillment and satisfaction. I was able to create a corporate career that I loved. I was able to climb the ladder, which was something that I really wanted to do. That success was really important to me. But I struggled a lot and I stumbled a lot, a lot along the way. And I had to do a ton of work, a ton of work to believe in myself and to build the confidence to really make that happen and to elevate into leadership positions. And I started this show because I felt like we need more real conversations about the struggles and the fears and the internal obstacles that we face as women in our corporate careers. And my hope is that by having these more transparent conversations and by talking about some of the difficult things that you might be experiencing, you start to see that it's totally normal, nothing is wrong with you. And most importantly, you have what it takes and you have the raw capability and the raw talent that you need to be successful in your career. So I mentioned I had a corporate career. I no longer do that. I transitioned out of that to take this podcast full time and become a coach. So that is what I do now. And I am so excited about today's episode because I'm talking about imposter syndrome and I'm sharing a perspective that I hope will make you feel liberated and free because I, I've experienced imposter syndrome a lot in my corporate career and it felt a lot like being trapped. Like it felt like being jailed. Like it felt like, well, I'm not good at these things. And so I'm trapped and I'm stuck. And even the way that I was going about trying to solve it was contributing to the problem. And it wasn't until I changed my entire perspective on what it means to be effective in your role that I finally felt that grip of imposter syndrome start to loosen, and I finally felt more flexible, autonomous, more powerful, more free. And that is what I want to help you with in today's episode, is 
to help you change your perspective so that imposter syndrome doesn't have such an ironclad grip on your psyche. Because as the grip of imposter syndrome loosens, you will feel more confident about yourself, you will execute more powerfully, you will take more risks, you will show up bigger, you will achieve bigger things. So I want to help you make that happen as quickly as possible so you can make the full impact that you are capable of making in your role. I'm very excited to dive in. Before I go deeper, I'm sharing a brief announcement, super time sensitive, that next week, actually this week, November 1st through November 7th is early enrollment for my group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy, and you must be on the wait list to receive an invitation to early enrollment. The place to add yourself to the waitlist is jessgazitcoaching.com slash academy. If you do so anytime between November 1st and November 7th, you will receive an invitation to apply for early enrollment, which ensures that you will get a spot in the next cohort and that you will be eligible for two early enrollment bonuses that I am offering exclusive to those on the waitlist. If you want to find out what those bonuses are, listen to the Academy Update episode that I published just before this one to find out what the bonuses are. And if you are ready to go deeper into your process of building confidence, finding your voice, learning to communicate in a way that's concise and compelling and persuasive and shows people that you know what you're doing and that you are ready to lead. If you are ready to make that happen, I invite you to add yourself to the waitlist and come join me in the next round of the Art of Speaking Up Academy by heading to justgazitcoaching.com slash academy. I hope to see you on the other side. Super excited to potentially meet you inside the program. And now let's talk a little bit more about imposter syndrome. So here's what I'll share to start with. I want to start by talking about how many people typically try to solve imposter syndrome and why that potential solve doesn't work. This was also an approach that I took. We don't even realize we're doing it. It's not like we consciously decide. It's just sort of the direction that we find ourselves pulled in. So I'm going to share with you the direction that I see many people finding themselves pulled in, myself included, when they're struggling with imposter syndrome And then I'm going to share a little story, a little visual analogy to help you understand why that direction doesn't work and doesn't make sense and what you can do instead to help release the imposter syndrome or at least release the grip of imposter syndrome. It might not ever go away completely, but we want to release like that tight grip that it has on you. And we want it to stop preventing you from showing up with all of the gifts and talents that you possess. So I will share with you my thoughts on how to do that. And my thoughts on how to do it are tested. They're tested through my own career. I built a very successful corporate career. I was not super perfect. There were areas that I wasn't as good at. There were areas where I was weaker. And I work with my clients. So many of my clients come into coaching with me, whether it's one-on-one coaching or whether it's group coaching in the Art of Speaking Up Academy, but they come into coaching with me thinking that they need to get really, really good at lots of different skills and underestimating the importance of changing their perspective around imposter syndrome before rushing to build lots and lots of new skills. Okay, so let me back up and talk about what I see happening when people experience imposter syndrome. So typically, the initial experience of imposter syndrome is an uneasy, 
kind of anxiety-inducing sensation or internal experience of, I'm not good enough for this role. I'm not meant for this role. I got this role by accident. I don't have enough skills. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that. I'm missing this. I'm missing that. Typically, it's a feeling of having snuck in, right, or like being an imposter, hence the phrase imposter syndrome. And often what happens when people experience it is their brain goes to all of the areas where they lack knowledge and lack competence. So their brain really starts to come up with like, oh, well, this topic I'm not super familiar with. And this other topic is one that I don't feel comfortable with and I struggle with it when it comes up in my role. So their brain focuses on areas where they're lacking knowledge or they're lacking prior experience or just the areas or parts of their job where they don't feel as skilled, the parts that feel harder for them, the parts where they feel, quote unquote, bad at it. So typically, what I see happen, and I really, really want to talk you out of this, really, like really. So I hope, I hope that you'll take this to heart. But typically what I see happen is people say, okay, I have this feeling of imposter syndrome. I feel like I'm not qualified for this role and I'm going to be found out. And there are all of these skills and knowledge gaps that I have. Maybe if I fill those knowledge gaps and I attain those skills, the imposter syndrome will go away. So what I need to do is better myself. I need to get good at that skill and that skill, and I need to read that book and go to that conference and work on that capability, and then my imposter syndrome will go away. Now, this can feel really compelling, and this can lead you to overinvest your energy in building skills. And listen, I'm not saying that skills aren't important. Part of what I do is teach skills and help you and help my clients develop skills. But there is a difference between the foundational skills that you need to do your job really well versus trying to develop all of the skills, every single skill, having an expectation that you should be good at everything and thinking that if there's one area of your job or two areas of your job or three areas of your job that you don't feel as good at, that in order to succeed, you need to become really, really good at those things. And what happens is you put a lot of focus into the areas that aren't your natural strengths, that don't make you feel super confident And you neglect to have the impact that you could have had if you were to just focus on having a really big impact with the foundational skills that you do have. So I want to share an analogy or a little bit of a story to help you understand this. This is how I think about this, and this has freed me so much. I want you to imagine that you live on an island. This is going to be a very random scenario, but I want you to imagine that the way that you help the islanders is that you sift through sand and you remove the rocks from the sand so that, I don't know, so that the sand can be turned into mud and used to build shelters and fortresses. I've been watching a lot of Survivor, so this is where my brain is going. So I want you to imagine that this sifting of the sand and removing all of the rocks and all of the hard objects and shells and sticks from the sand is a very valuable skill that you contribute to the island. And the way that you do the sifting is that you have this bucket and the bucket that you have has tiny holes all along the bucket. 
So you fill up your bucket with sand and the sand drops out of the bucket and then all of the rocks and twigs and, you know, objects that were in the sand stay in the bucket because they don't fit through the tiny holes. So you sift through the sand. I want you to imagine the sand like falling out of the holes beneath the bucket and then you discard the rocks and the solid objects that are in the sand. And you are really good at this. You are the go-to person on the island who does this. And people are so happy that you are able to show up and help them with this. And because you're able to show up and help them with this, they're able to take that sand and turn it into mud and build all kinds of valuable things. Okay, so now one day you're sifting your sand, you're doing your thing, and all of a sudden you see, let's say, Billy Bob. You see Billy Bob getting water from the water well. And you see Billy Bob bringing that water to everyone on the island. And everyone's like so excited about this water. And everyone's like, wow, Billy Bob, like, thanks for getting us so much water. How do you do it? How are you carrying the water to us so quickly? And Billy Bob says, oh, well, my secret is that I have this bucket so I can move lots of water from point A to point B and bring you all lots of water in not a lot of time using my bucket. And everyone's like, wow, Billy Bob, you're amazing. Okay, you look at Billy Bob and then you start to feel insecure. And you're like, what? Like, I I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to bring water to the island. Look at Billy Bob. Like, look at what he's doing. He's so good. And he's getting all of this recognition and he's helping everyone. And I don't even know how to do that. I'm not good at that. And you take your bucket and you're like, I want to bring water to people. I want to be good at that, too. I can't have things that I'm not good at. So you take your bucket that you use to sift the sand and you go to the water well and you're like, okay, I'm going to go to the water well and I'm going to bring water back. And so you fill up your bucket and you start to bring the water back and the water is dripping, dripping, dripping because your bucket has holes in it. And by the time that you get back to where everyone is, your bucket is empty and you're like, oh, shoot, my bucket is leaking. Okay, I have to walk faster. So you go again to the water well, you fill up your bucket with water, and this time you power walk back because you're like, I don't want all the water to drip out of my bucket. But you still can't get the bucket there fast enough. So you go back again and you're like, this time I'm going to jog. I'm going to run. So you fill up your bucket with water. You run back to where everyone is on the island. And because you ran, you managed to maybe keep one-tenth of the water from leaking out of the bucket, and you quickly spill out that tiny amount of water that you were able to carry back from the water well. You're sweating, you're panting, you're tired, but you're like, okay, I at least got some. And then you're like, you know what? This would be a whole lot better if I could plug the holes in my bucket. If I can just plug the holes in my bucket, then I'll be really good at getting this water. And so you spend an entire day plugging the holes in your bucket. Meanwhile, you have stopped sifting sand. So all of the sand that you used to sift for all of the people on the island, you've stopped doing that. And you were the only one that had this special bucket. And you've now spent all of your time trying to plug the holes in the bucket. You finally plug the holes in the bucket. You go over to the water well. You try to bring over some water. It works a few times, but then the bucket starts leaking again and not working well. And all of a sudden, a few days have gone by and you haven't been sifting sand and you haven't been super successful at bringing back water. 
You've brought back some water, but you had to put so much effort into figuring out how to get the water over that you lost a lot of time that you could have spent just sifting sand and doing what you already know how to do and doing what you're good at. And through this process, you're not feeling great either. You used to feel really confident showing up and sifting sand, and you stopped doing that and started working on something that feels really, really hard for you that you're not able to do as quickly and as effectively. And so you're feeling tired and you're feeling a lack of satisfaction. And this is how I think about what happens when people try to fix imposter syndrome by plugging all of the holes in their skills and knowledge gaps. What they're doing is they're trying to become good at everything at the cost of focusing on where their true competence is, what it is they really are good at. This was something that I did in my corporate career. I was strong at storytelling. I was strong at communication. I knew how to speak the language of executives and be compelling and make a compelling business case. I was really good at that, but I wasn't as good at the analytical and financial side of things. And part of that was because I was in a very business-oriented field and I had gone to law school. So my graduate degree training was just really, really different and not quantitative at all. And I wasted so much time worrying about the fact that I was not the best person on the team to run the numbers, that I was not the best strategist to build an Excel model. I spent so much time thinking about that and worrying about that. I spent so much time worrying about the water well and worrying about how my bucket was leaky and how I couldn't bring back water super quickly from the water well. And it was only when I started to realize that I didn't need to be like Billy Bob and I didn't need to be bringing water to be really effective in my role that I actually started performing at a higher level. When we try to become good at everything, we spread our energy far too thin and we overlook one of the most important things, which is that we don't need to be good at every single thing and every single skill set in order to have an impact. And what I have found that is so much more empowering than trying to become good at things that don't feel like your natural gifts, that don't light you up, that you don't even enjoy doing, what I have found to be so much more empowering than being like, okay, I need to be able to do all of the tasks on the island is to say, I have what I'm good at, it's very useful, and I will figure out how to get where I'm going with what I have. In other words, I'm not gonna compromise the professional growth that I want to accomplish, I'm not gonna compromise the impact that I wanna have in my role, but I'm also not gonna run myself to the ground trying to be good at everything. I'm gonna find a way to have the impact with what I have now. And if we go back to the island example, right? If you're there sifting the sand and you have dreams of one day being the leader of the entire island, you don't need to necessarily have the skill of going to the water well. You can just observe and be like, oh, water is super important. I'm not good at that. So that means that if I'm running the island, I need to make sure that there's someone who is really good at going to the water well and getting the water. 
that person's not going to be me. I'm probably going to lean on that person more because they have a competency and an ability that I don't have. And I'm going to be really thoughtful about setting myself up and my team up and my organization up to make sure that we can easily and smoothly get water from the water well, given that it's not an area where I have a ton of knowledge and it's not an area where I have a ton of expertise. And this is what good leaders do. They don't try to be good at everything. They don't try to understand everything. There's not enough time in the day. There's not enough energy to be good at everything and to understand everything. The name of the game is how do I have the impact that I want to have with my current skills and knowledge base? How do I set myself up to cross the finish line? Or how do I set my team up to cross the finish line with what I already know how to do? I'm not going to spend days and days plugging my bucket so that I can get water. I'm going to find a much more effective way to make sure that we're getting the water that we need. It is not going to come from me. It is not going to come from my bucket. And that is not going to be a problem. I'm going to make sure that that's not a problem. That is such a more empowering way to look at things. And I don't want to make huge generalizations But I want to share just an experience that I had in my corporate career where I noticed that when there was a skill that I wasn't as good at or something that I had never done before, I would have so much insecurity about it, so much drama about it. I would freak out about it so much. I would be the person on the island frantically trying to run and fix my bucket and get water with a leaky bucket. Like that's who I would be. And I noticed so often My male colleagues didn't have that experience, at least what I saw. And again, this is a generalization, but they would like go into a new project or take a new role and they would just casually be like, oh, yeah, like I don't know what I'm doing or like I'm doing all these new things that I've never done before or I don't know how this is going to work. And they didn't see that as a bad thing. They just saw that as a normal thing because they didn't expect themselves to know how to do everything. And they had the confidence that they would just find a way to get it done without putting that excessive burden on them that they have to be good at everything. It's not realistic to try to be good at everything. And it's much more effective to focus on getting results with the skill set that you have. Now, of course, you want to make sure you have foundational skills in place, right? Like you want to be able to execute the foundational components of your job, but there are always going to be some things that come more naturally to you than others, and you don't necessarily need to dwell on the things that don't come as naturally to you. You just need to focus on delivering the result that you're being asked to deliver and learning to work around the things that feel hard for you. You don't have to be the person to become the expert in everything. And I find that with imposter syndrome, when we try to become the expert in everything, we end up slowing ourselves down. Like we think we're going to speed ourselves up by getting all these skills. That's why, you know, we're doing it. It's like, oh, I'm missing these skills. I feel like an imposter. I should go get these skills. But just like in the example I shared, when when someone who's really good at sifting sand tries to get water from the water well, they end up producing less. They end up being less valuable. And I have seen the same thing time and time again with my clients. And if you're anything like them, you have so many skills that you are really good at. You have gifts, you have talents, you have things that help you create real impact in your role, actual results, actual impact, actual value for your team and your business. And your mind 
never gives you credit for those things and never focuses on those things and is constantly going to the places that are hard or the places that feel difficult for you at your own expense, because then you don't get to own those things and lean on those things and develop the confidence that comes from seeing yourself as capable and competent the way that you are. And when you see yourself as capable and competent and you see that you have value to bring, it is that confidence that helps you execute better. You don't become a better leader and you don't further your career by filling all the holes and frantically trying to get good at everything. You become more effective and you further your career by feeling confident, trusting in your own leadership and trusting in your ability to get things from point A to point B. And it is really hard to develop trust in your ability and trust in your leadership when you feel like you can only be effective if you know everything. It takes so much more confidence and so much more leadership to believe that you can be effective without knowing everything. It takes so much courage to say, I'm going to step into an unfamiliar project or an unfamiliar role or an unfamiliar situation, and I'm not going to try to be perfect at everything, but I believe that I'm still going to get it done. Those are the people having the biggest impact. It's not the people that are reading every book and going to every conference and learning every last tiny little thing. Those people are not the people having the biggest impact. They're not the people getting the promotions. It's the people that are willing to go in and believe that they will find a way to get it across the finish line without frantically having to be perfect at every little thing. It is truly a mindset shift and it is learning to trust in your own leadership and learning to let go of the need for expertise and the need for perfection. You already have expertise. Whatever expertise you have is enough. You don't need more expertise, now you need more confidence and leadership, which means you need to let go of the desire to have super well-rounded expertise. And instead, you need to cultivate the courage and the belief that you can deliver things and get things across the finish line with the exact level of expertise you have, that you can be resourceful, that you can problem solve, that you can find people to help, that you can troubleshoot that you can do whatever is necessary to deliver results for your company or your team without you having to be a master of all skills. This is truly what changed the game for me and my career is finally just letting go, <laughs> like letting go of this desire that I have to be good at everything and perfect at everything and realizing I'm here to get things done and all I have to do is find a way to get those things done. And no one's going to care how, right? No one's going to care how I got it done. They're just going to care about the end result. Leaders are really good at getting to the end result without demanding perfection of themselves. So I know I shared a lot with you, but I want to summarize this by letting you know that if you struggle with imposter syndrome, I want to encourage you to challenge one of the assumptions that underlies imposter syndrome. And that assumption is that in order for you to be effective at your job, you must have a comprehensive knowledge base and skill set. When that belief is in place, it fuels imposter syndrome. If you stop believing that a deep, comprehensive, I'm an expert in everything skill set is the answer to success in your career, then you being bad at things and having gaps stops being as big of a problem. Underlying imposter syndrome is the belief that you need to know everything. So rather than you taking that belief as true and trying to know everything and be good at everything, 
I'd much rather you focus your energy on dismantling that belief and gathering evidence to help you build up a new belief, which is that effectiveness doesn't come from having all of the bazillion skills. Effectiveness comes from being confident in who you are. That will take you so much farther, so much farther than any incremental skills that you are thinking that you need to build in order to have the impact that you want to have. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. It is such an honor and a pleasure to have you listening. As a reminder, if you want to get a spot in the next cohort of the Art of Speaking Up Academy, make sure to add yourself to the waitlist by going to jessguzzitcoaching.com slash academy. Those on the waitlist will be getting an invitation to enroll and you can enroll between November 1st and November 7th and qualify for a couple of really exciting bonuses. Listen to the episode that I just dropped all about the Art of Speaking Up Academy to find out what those waitlist only bonuses are. I will drop the link in the show notes, jessguzzitcoaching.com slash academy. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.